Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. It's Monday. We got a couple bonus shows in yesterday. The stage is set. We know we're playing the Lions, which is a lot of fun. But I wanted to kind of, you know, we got the John and Wayne show tomorrow, which I always look forward to. Had such a good time hanging out with Wayne as he came out, you know, to the Bay for the the game uh, this past weekend. But I I wanted to do kind of um, a selfish show. It's so nostalgia, history, yeah, that's my jam. And so I want to dive into a little bit of the past. We're obviously going to be talking about this week's matchup with the Lions and all that stuff, but the majority of the week is going to be attributed to that. What, what I wanted to do is look back, right? And so the title of this show, 49ers NFC Championship History, go through some playoff wins, go through some of the amazing accomplishments that this franchise has had, while keeping tension with what is to come, right? And so we're Niners fans. We're the faithful, faithful then, faithful now. What does that mean? Talks of Debo, talks of Brock, talks of Kyle, a lot of different stuff to get to. And I do want to say thank you to all the hashtag CCs. Appreciate everybody for coming through. You guys are the absolute best. And, you know, I, I really hope you're enjoying this time. You know, I understand the game last week wasn't great. It wasn't great. It, it was different. But, man. There's four teams. There are four teams that are still talking football right now. That's it. Other teams are hiring and firing and press conference and keep this coach, hire that coach, whatever else. Mock draft season, all that. No, no, no. Not us. We still break it out film. We still got games to go to, games to watch. And one of my favorite things about this team, and I think this is probably true for two of the four teams, the Chiefs and the 49ers, the expectation, the expectation still has not been met. Ravens haven't won very much at all recently since Lamar Jackson showed up in the playoffs, right? This is the second NFC championship game ever for the Detroit Lions. Never even been to a Super Bowl. The 49ers and Chiefs, a little bit different territory. Now, I, I understand somebody sitting there screaming at the top of their, their lungs, well, at least the Chiefs have Super Bowl wins uh, to account for in the recent past. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And that is the difference. But this is not strange territory for the 49ers. This is the f- fourth NFC championship in five years, which is just crazy. Don't bother me, Stephen. What's up, man? He says, John, thanks for the great content and the work you do. Appreciate that. What's up, Sin? How we doing? We got the big Wazowski in the house. Love this. All the hashtag CCs. And the big Wazowski comes out and says, how loud was the stadium? You know, I've been to... I don't know how many games. I probably should go back and try to figure out how to count. I've been to about, I don't know, 20 games <laughs> at Levi's probably in the past two to three years. 
Uh, didn't used to travel out a lot, but you know, since I made the switch from coaching to this and no longer teaching, uh, that's afforded me the opportunity to be there for a lot of these. It was one of the loudest I've ever heard Levi's. I think the rain helped. And also, there weren't that many Packers fans. That was kind of interesting to me because usually the Packers show out. They weren't there. They really weren't. There were Packers fans, but very small percentage. I think Vivid Seats had them at a 3% ticket sell or purchase rate, and I would say that would be pretty accurate. There, there were a couple Packers fans around me that I got to know a little bit. You know, I tried kind of talking or whatever else uh, to them, and, but there weren't really that many. So it was loud, but again, God, I, hate, I hate every time this gets brought up, Levi's is like the worst place for fan noise. It does get loud, and you can see it bothers the offense a little bit, but as far as, you know, we do all the road trips, so I've been to the majority of NFL stadiums. It is by far one of the least noise I don't know, conducive things. It's just so open that it, it's not very imposing. And then on top of that, like the speakers were out this week. So yeah, I know it wasn't the whole stadium. A lot of people emailed me, but the upper right section where I was sitting, which we had a great time, the speakers were out. So like you couldn't hear anything. So like all their, like, you know, the music or the, the, you know, the announcer or the referee, you couldn't hear it at all. So, like, that was kind of weird as well. So, probably not the loudest, but one of the loudest experiences I've had at Levi's. It was a lot of fun, man. Rain games are a pain. They wear on you. You know, I was waterlogged, still am. But um, it sure is fun, man. That was just such a cool atmosphere. And I'm very thankful I got to be a part of it. Uh, what's up, Ed, man? Appreciate you, buddy. RTP in the house. We got a lot of great people, man. I love it. Um, uh, mosquito killer says poor croc today. It was croc versus the world on his channel. Hey man, I'll say this. And you know, I've, here's my standpoint as far as like, I love croc. Yeah. I consider him a good friend. I think what he does is incredible. Um, he's awesome. I love talking trash. That's just who I am. I'm not going to change that. And I've had a lot of people message me like, dude, you don't talk trash about the lines. You talked trash last week and look how that went. Look how it went. We won. They went home. Did we blow them out? No. But it's playoffs. It's bad weather, right? I mean, channeling my inner Jim Mora. Playoffs? Like, I don't give a damn. Like, I I'm sorry. That's who I am. I don't want to change who I am. I talk trash and deal with the repercussions later. I don't respect the Detroit Lions. I respect their fans. I respect a lot of their players. Like, they've been through it. But I'm sorry. The NFC is a joke this year. It really is. You, you look at the top probably five or six teams in the AFC, and if you take the Niners out of it, I might go, you know, again, if you if you remove 49ers from the equation, I would take all six teams, maybe seven teams in the AFC playoffs over the number two seed in the NFC playoffs. Like, that's just kind of how I feel about it. Now, I could be wrong. That's my opinion. I think the AFC is way better than the NFC, and I don't think it's close. I'm, Cowboys suck. Eagles suck. Lions are good. They don't make a lot of mistakes. And so the Lions don't lose games. That's kind of their mentality. Don't lose games. And there's a place for that in the NFL. Don't lose games. And I think that's worked really, really well for them. I think they're a good team. I think they're relatively well coached, not on the defensive side of the ball, but offensively very well coached. Ben Johnson's done a hell of a job and completely catered to Jared Goff. And he's playing great. So, but like, Look, guys, Croc, I'm with Croc. I'm Team Croc all the way. Talk your trash, baby. And back up. People are like, no, fans need to stop being, you know, acting like they're the big dog. Hell no. 
we are the big dog, period. You win one close game, and now you got to be apologetic? No, that's not what sports are. I am a fan. Fan is short for fanatic. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to be the guy. And when and if the 49ers lose, which has happened and likely could happen at some point, then I'll deal with that. I'm a big man. I can handle it. And I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be a guy that's just going to be like, well, you know, oh, things didn't go the way we should. And now I'm worried about this. That's not who I am. I'm sorry. That's not who I was as a coach. Wasn't who I was as a player. The, the, the high school I played, I played for Castleberry High School, and we sucked. We were terrible. West Side Fort Worth, we were not good at all. I was one of the biggest players on my team, and I'm not a big guy. I started defensive tackle and everywhere on the offensive side. That Anytime we had an injury, that's where I went. But we were terrible. We won three games my senior year, and it was the most games we won in like 10 years. And I was out there talking trash nonstop. That's who I am. I'm not changing that. It's not. And hopefully, as we go through this show, you, you see the red and gold? There's a reason why I feel the way I feel. Because we win. It's what we do. And somebody's like, well, we haven't won a Super Bowl lately. You're right. And that is frustrating. And I've been through that pain. But I ain't going to let the pain change who I am as a fan. This is my experience, right? And I hope that you guys share some of that experience. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to be out there talking trash or whatever. And, you know, again, I, I shared this story. My dad had season tickets to the Braves like my entire life. He lived in Atlanta. I'd spend summers with him. And we'd go to so many Braves games. It was awesome. But he was the guy that was like, we'll blow it in the ninth. I hate this damn TV. Cuss out Chipper Jones every time. And I would always ask my dad, like, why do you come to these games? You're the most miserable person in the stadium, and the Braves are up 9-2 in the ninth inning, and you're still pissed. And then we win. He turned the radio on, and he would argue with the announcers on the radio because we shouldn't have won because of this. That's who he was. It wasn't going to change. I'm not that guy. I'm going to pound the chest. I'm going to talk trash. I, I'm sorry. The Detroit Lions are not going to scare me into being something I am not. And I'm not timid. That's not who I am. It's not who I am in public. It's not who I am at games. Not that I'm like going to be disrespectful to them or whatever else, but that doesn't mean I have to respect them or say, oh man, Debo's 50-50. So yeah, we'll be lucky if we win this game. Bullshit. No. The 49ers should blow this team out, period. They're a better team. You're bringing Jared Goff, and I know he's been great. I know he's protected the ball. This dude is 3-7 and seven against the 49ers, and that's even with Ben Johnson one of those games. I think two of those games with the Lions. I'm not backing down. And if I'm the 49ers, which, again, the approach the players have has worked all year, all year. Do you think Dre Greenlaw is scared of this matchup? Come on, man. Do you think Jawan Jennings, who might be starting, but he's definitely going to have an elevated role, is like, you know what, guys? Maybe we shouldn't act like the big dogs and we should humble ourselves because we had a close playoff game at home? Get that the hell out of here. No. You are the freaking number one seed. Act like it. They're coming to your house. And yeah, they're going to be wild. They're going to be crazy. Don't care. Don't care. So, having said all that, what's up, man? Got my man kids over here. It says, hashtag CC victory Monday. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. What's up, Tim? How we doing, brother? Uh, sorry, went off on a little rant there. 
I saw the croc, bitch. I haven't watched his show, so I'm assuming that's what it's about. But look, man, uh, like still keep going. Oh, what's up? We got Mike and Kim. Appreciate you guys. You are the best. What's up, Coach Cruz, the man? Um, <laughs> he says he still can't talk. Yeah, we were loud, and I love it, man. And that's the thing, Vince. Thank you. Good morning, Mr. Chapman. Great day to be a Niners fan. Yes, it is. And I, I don't get treading on, you know, walking on eggshells and walking lightly. That's not me. No. It, it, like, that's not who I'm going to be as a fan. That is not the experience I want. Not when we're there this team. You know, Vegas released the odds. 49ers are six-and-a-half-point favorites this game. They also released the projected betting odds. Um, I forget who released it, but the 49ers would be favored against the Ravens and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And I know, I get it. Didn't the Ravens beat us at home? Yes. Vegas loves the 49ers. Why? Because they cover spreads and they put up points. You just saw them win a game where everything went wrong. Everything went wrong. All of it did. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Finding ways to win? Like, that's awesome. And so, right here, CMC, back me up, man. Uh, I think just the ability to persevere when you're not playing well, for one. Um, you know, I think that game just felt off, you know, pretty much the whole game until the end there. And so to be able to uh, persevere through the adversity and um, to have mature guys on the team who can, you know, strap up and go out there and find a way to get a win at the end, it's a sign of a good team even when you're playing bad. And like bad games happen in the NFL. Good teams find ways to win. Good teams find ways to win. Period. One of your star players gets injured on the first damn drive. So what? Don't care. Backup safety sucks. Your <laughs> Logan Ryan was terrible out there uh, versus the pass and the run, missed tackles, whatever else. Doesn't matter. Your kicker, terrible. Can't even kick it in the end zone on kickoff. Gave up two explosive returns. Terrible. Missed a field goal. Terrible. Doesn't matter. Still made a 52-yarder whenever it mattered most. Find a damn way. And just because you did that, now not every game is going to be like that. But you proved you could do that. You proved you could. Tell them, George. Well, like, I think winning's winning, right? But if you can find out a bunch of different ways to do it, I think that's best for your football team. You know, put guys, you know, add stress, add pressure. Um I would love to win every game by three, four touchdowns. That would be awesome. A lot less stress in the fourth quarter. But to apply pressure, you know, to this team in the dire situations and to be able to come out on top and rely on the guys that we need to make plays and our best players making plays when they need to, that's huge for us, the confidence of this football team moving forward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, that you just continue to add those ways, right? That's that's what you do. So you take what you have or what you you put on tape, and then you move forward. And shout out to my man Applesauce. He says, "Great Packers offensive breakdown." Thanks for being so fast with the upload, John. Yeah. So the very first breakdown that we do, we go through every single offensive, defensive, special teams play with the all twenty-two coaching tape. You get all three angles. Um, it's exactly what the coaches get. I broke that down this morning, the first half offensive tape. And uh, again, the 49ersrush.com or our Patreon channel in the link in the description if you want to get that. As soon as you sign up, you get three and a half years of content. You can go watch anything. You want to go watch the Lions game from a couple years ago? That's up there. Um, all that's there. Now, a couple takeaways that I had just from the first half offensive breakdown. Aaron Banks was terrible. I don't think he's had a good game in maybe two and a half months since his first turf toe injury. He started to get better, then he got injured it again. He was awful. Having said that, the right guard, John Feliciano, was amazing. That dude, I want Feliciano to play for the 49ers as long as he wants to play. I know he's older. He's longer in the tooth. I would prefer Feliciano to start for two more years. He's that damn good and physically imposing. Uh, he's awesome. Kittle, I thought, had probably one of his worst blocking games of the year. Maybe the worst game of the year. Now, it's only through the first half, but he was not consistent. Now, George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk have level 10-degree difficulty blocks every damn play. And they're a big reason why the 49ers offense is what it is. I didn't think Kittle had his best blocking game. He was great in the receiving game. I'm not saying he had a bad game. I'm saying his run blocking fits were a little off consistently. So excited to see that rebound next year or next week. Sorry. Um, and shoot Jake Brindle. I'm probably one of the most Jake Brindle critics out there. You get what you pay for. He was mean. I've never seen him play mean. He's one of the softest, most timid offensive linemen I've ever seen in the NFL. That dude was putting people on the ground. First time I've ever seen it. So him playing with a little spice to him, man, I'll take spicy Jake Brindle all day. If he's going to play like that, that was huge. Uh, so shout out to him. Ayuk completely disappeared, completely disappeared in the first half. Um, pretty, I don't know, man. And this isn't the first, second, third, fourth time we've seen this. When Kittle go or when uh, Debo went out and you tried to rely on Ayuk, it, all three games, couldn't do it. Bad games. It's so like, I love Ayuk. He's by far one of my favorite 49ers. I love how he's a complete wide receiver, but. When Debo went out against Cleveland in all those three games, Ayuk disappointed. Bad games. At least bad from an Ayuk standpoint. I consider him one of the most efficient wide receivers in the NFL. Was not that. Was not that. So that was problem. And CMC, man, that, that dude, I understand CMC's great. He masked, he masked a lot of ugliness from the 49ers offense, blocking, miss blocks, all that stuff. CMC just makes everything look right. 
Um, and so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, Abba? Uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, you are the best. You are the best. Uh, always calls me Jim Rome. And so I appreciate that. David says, I didn't want to see the Chiefs advance, but at least this way we're guaranteed to avenge a Super Bowl loss. Yes, I don't want easy. You know, I always told my kids, like, look, you're going to fight with somebody smaller than you. You're in the wrong. That's not the way life works. If you can't get, like, do not fight people that are smaller than you. That's not cool. You want to fight somebody bigger than you and you're, they're in the wrong? You go right ahead. You do not fight down. I want the big bad wolf. I want Patrick Mahomes. That's what I want. If I could have any team in the Super Bowl, now I would have went, I get the easier, you know, the Texans or whatever else. I want to play against the Chiefs. I'm sorry. I want to right the wrongs, man. That's that's the way I see it. I think that we match up better with the Chiefs, by the way, than we do with um, the Ravens. But then you got to deal with Mahomes, who's freaking unreal. Yeah, I I get it. I, I totally get it. He's unbelievable, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, let's see here. Just get through a couple other other ones. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, let, let's talk about this. Let, let's let's jump to Debo, and then we'll do some NFC history talk, which I think is going to be fun. Debo comes out. X-rays are negative. Nothing's broken or fractured in the shoulder. It, it, the, the quote is he's 50-50. Now, let me just say this. Watching the film after that hit, Debo stayed in the game, which is tough as hell. Like, dude's a warrior. Watch him run. I probably should have cut the clip. He's not moving his left arm. I think it's his left arm. Whatever arm's hurt, you'll see him running like this, and he's just pumping one arm. As he's running a route, this arm is fixed. The other arm, he's running fluid, but this arm's not moving. He's going to jet sweep motions, all that stuff. That arm is glued to his ribs. It's, It's like it's in a cast. Like, he was in crazy pain. To go back out there, I, I mean, he's he's Debo. Like, let's just be real. He's always let it all out there. He's always put his body at the mercy of the sport and for the team and all that stuff. And uh, watching the, the routes, he went back. He had nine total plays. I think he got hurt on the third or fourth play. And you watch it, and it's just like, oh, you can just feel it. It's silent tape. You can't hear anything. But you just see him running, and it just makes you cringe. Now, Kyle Shedahead, if that dude's arm fell off, and they had to surgically remove Debo's arm this morning, Kyle Shanahan would leak out there or say, Debo's 50-50 this week. I trust Kyle with a lot of things, never injuries. Yeah, I mean, I've said that forever. That dude, if somebody's not going to play, he's going to make it sound like they're going to play. And if they're going to play, he's going to make it sound like they don't play. He feels like it gives them an advantage. That's just who he is. Um, So I I, I don't know. I think that Debo will play, but he might be used as a decoy again. We've seen this before. Week four against the Arizona Cardinals, he went out there and was just a decoy. Uh, He had three rush attempts and no passing targets. That's not a bad thing. Debo out there changes things. You have to respect it whether he's wounded or not. We'll see. Uh, we'll we'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys right here. I'm a little behind on the chat. I apologize. Ed says this. We, the Niners fan base, don't want a participant trophy, participation trophy. Go talk your trash. We're winners. That's who we are. I'm not saying, like, you got to be disrespectful or, like, Lions fans or anything like that. That's not who I am. But look, man, Alberto, thank you. This is Victory Monday, baby. That's what it is. 
And so, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Go, go flex on them, baby. Sid, she says, John, um, the Lions offensive line, which is good. Yeah, the Lions offensive line might be the best in the NFL. Might be the second best in the NFL. It's definitely up there. The Eagles, I'd put up there. Uh, a healthy Texans is pretty damn good, but they've never been healthy. Yeah, Lions are good. Now, their left guard, I don't know if he's going to be playing. He got injured during their game. Their center, Frank Ragnow, who I think is a top three center in the NFL, he got injured but stayed in. Yeah, their old line's great. It's not good. It's great. Um, now, the 49ers defensive line has underperformed dramatically this year. There's no doubt about that. Um, but they haven't been bad. And somebody kept talking about, like somebody mentioned in my my. I think it was on Twitter. I don't remember where it was. Man, what if the Lions run it up the gut against us? Like, we've been so bad against the run. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we, we had a bad game against the Packers against the run, but it was not up the middle. It was nothing to do with the defensive line. The bad game against the run was all perimeter players, right? Ambry Thomas, two missed tackles and missed his gaps repeatedly. Charvarius Ward, two missed tackles. Logan Ryan, two missed tackles, missed his alley several times. That's why the running game, and it was all perimeter runs. Now, I do think, you know, one of the weird things about the Lions offense, every time I've watched them, they're pretty predictable based on their back. They have a two-headed back system, and they're both really good. David Montgomery, he's the in-between-the-tackle guy, tough guy, goal line guy. And then Jameer Gibbs, he's a little bit more of the CMC guy. He's outside, he's speed, and they're both very, very good. But if a team wants to try to run inside the tackles against the 49ers with our D-line out there, I'll take that. I really, really will. If we lose that way, we lose that way. I am more concerned about the perimeter run defense that hasn't been great. And so that is a concern for me. Um, Big Pop, what's up, buddy? Hearing people talk about how Goff knows the 49ers as an advantage is hilarious. Yeah, he's 3-7. and seven. He knows how to lose against the 49ers. Like, he's lost five straight games. And so it, it, that's with two separate teams. People are like, yeah, but now with Ben Johnson. Dude, that dude had McVay and Cooper Cup and whatever else. Like, it still couldn't beat the Niners. So... Goff is good, and he's played very, very well. And hats off to him. I love what he's done. But, like, to be worried about that? Oh, yeah, come on, man. Come on, man. Sonia, I seen CMC massage that leg in the first quarter after Debo went out, and I got so worried, but he got back in the game. Man, you take so many hits as a running back. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, it's just what it is. and You're going to have issues, but you work it out. Uh, yeah, that, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about him. That dude, he's a machine. He's a machine. Uh, right here, Alejandro, he says, ticket prices and sad face emojis. I told you guys, I told y'all, if if the Lions win, ticket prices are going to go through the roof. They've never been to an NFC championship. They've never been. They've been to one before, but it's been 32 years. So that's the difference, right? Uh, <laughs> look at this. I love this, Aaron. He says, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. 49ers against the rest of America, baby. Everybody was going against us. Everybody's going against the 49ers. They do not want us there. It's a feel-good story. For some reason, the NFL has adopted Dan Campbell as the most beloved coach out there. And I like Dan Campbell. I'm sorry I don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't get it. And the the huggable 
whatever he is, has masked the media talking about how terrible their defense is. That's weird to me as well. And yeah, they're a good football team. They're 12 and 5, just like the 49ers were. Like they're they belong here. They do. But don't come at me acting like they're the team that that should win or whatever else. Screw that. No, they're not the team that should win. We're, the better team should win. The better team's the 49ers. And so, yeah, the reason why everybody likes the Lions is because every the 49ers have beat everybody. I, I forgot who put this out because I thought this was pretty – here we go. Yeah, Josh DeBell. Um, If the 49ers beat the Lions this week, the 49ers would have beaten every NFC East – every NFC team that made the playoffs. So all six teams that made the playoffs in the NFC, the 49ers have beaten five of them. They're the seventh. They just got to beat the Lions. This would be the first time a team has done that since 1993. The Chiefs did it in the on the AFC side. So, like, yeah, the Eagles hate us. We destroyed their career. The Cowboys hate us. We've knocked them out of the playoffs back-to-back years and beat them by 32 points this year. The Rams hate us because, well, let's just be honest, we always beat the Rams. Tampa Bay, we beat them as well. I, I mean, come on. The Packers, we sent them home how many times in a row? So, yeah, every team doesn't want to play us. And if you're the Ravens or the Chiefs, you sure as hell don't want to play the 49ers. You don't. You want to play the Lions. Why? Because they're not as good as we are. They're not. And so, yeah, every team's against us. And I freaking love it. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Come out at us. (laughs) Bring all the hate that you want. I Freaking, we'll haters ball this damn day. Hate, 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 hate. Don't care. Like... I'm just saying, ah, man, (laughs) I'm excited. I am excited. JP, my man, he says, I'm feeling like you, John. Please, Kyle, no more empty sets. Now, the one thing, and I mentioned this last episode, the one thing I will say is that this is kind of a Kyle-proof play-calling game. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that here in a second because I've got a whole rant I want to go on. But before I do, if you haven't bet with us yet, Come on, guys. Gear up, sports fans. The NFL playoffs are here, and the Super Bowl is right around the corner. There has never been a better time to get into the action with my bookie. Now, don't just watch. Score big. Boosted odds. Huge huge prize contest. The filling of the Super Bowl. Even before it hits, you can already start to enjoy that. And whether you're a seasoned pro, ready or ready to roll for the first time betting, my bookie is your ticket to turning your sports knowledge into cold hard cash. It's the largest online casino of odds, contests, Vegas-style casino games, ultimate destination for fun, all types of fun, 24-7, right at your fingertips. Now, if you've been waiting... Now is the time to get into the action because if you jump in and you start to make a winning move today with my bookie, use promo code 49ERS or this promo code QR code right next to my right, they're going to claim your deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's right. Promo code 49ers for an opportunity to boost your betting power. Rollovers do apply. If you have questions, please ask them. But experience the thrill of sports betting right in the comfort of your home because you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere. Wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Join today and be part of the winning team. Now, I do have to admit, I put down a little bit of money today. Um, They have a bet boost up on mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, for if George Kittle and... 
Travis Kelsey score a touchdown in the in a, in the championship games, and it's a huge payout. But they both have to score a touchdown, so the payouts was huge anyway. But they did a bet boost. Ain't gonna lie, threw a couple uh, bills down today, which usually I don't do. But uh, we'll we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. So if you want to check that out, man, it's a crazy good payout. So so go check that out. Um, now, I forgot where I was going to go. Oh yeah, Kyle Shanahan and the empty sets. I hate them. I can't stand them. He does it because Purdy feels more comfortable. I understand that. But, man, the Packers locked it down. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, he got clamped early. Now, he delivered late, and so I love that. But I will say this. Let's just say Kyle completely abandons the run game versus the, the Lions. Guess what? They have literally the worst pass defense, like, in the entire NFL. So, like, last week we were playing against a bottom five run defense, and Kyle chose not to exploit that at all, uh, which was crazy to me, but that's okay. Still got the W, did everything that they needed to do. But, like, listen listen to the amount of passing yards that they have given up. They have gone one, two, three, four, five consecutive weeks by allowing over 300 yards passing per game, the Detroit Lions. And that was to Nick Mullins. Dak Prescott, I get. Then the other quarterback for the Vikings. Then Stafford. Then um, Baker Mayfield. Like, they give up so many passing yards consistently. They're not good. They're not good. And so that's – so even if Shanahan just says, you know what, I'm going to panic and I'm going to throw the ball like crazy, cool. I'll freaking take it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it because the matchups and the personnel still benefit the 49ers. So I really hope they don't do that, um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, CJ says, you know, 50-50 on Monday means he's playing this week. The extra day is huge. Uh, Melissa, what's up? Uh, so glad to see you. So glad to see you here. Right here, Scott says, I don't want the Chiefs. Are you kidding me? We uh, we got hit with 15 bad calls and all that stuff. Man, I'm not going to plan things around. Now, they did just announce the officials for the championship games. 49ers-Lions game is cleat Blakeman, um, which Barrows just put out. Blakeman ref the Cardinals game on October 1st. Four accepted penalties on the 49ers game. Um, yeah, that was a clean game. That, that was, you know, that was week four. That was a game Debo was a decoy. So talk about, you know, doubling up on that again. But look, man, we, we're not ever going to get the ref's side on anything. We played a home game. Usually the home team gets a little bit of benefit because the crowd noise. I know crowd noise isn't great at Levi's, um, despite the fans being amazing. Just the stadium's not. But we, they got six penalties. We got one. Like, how do we lose every damn time? It's so damn frustrating. So I hate to tell you this, Scott. We are never going to get the benefit of the doubt whenever it comes to officials. I just don't understand who Kyle Shanahan or Dad Shanahan, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not getting that. We're not going to get that. So <laughs> look at my man, uh, David Waller, our resident Cowboys fan, says, looking for Cowboys tickets for the Super Bowl. You're going to be waiting a while, buddy. You need to get a 1987 DeLorean. Uh, that's about the only way that's going to happen. I freaking love it, though. Oh, look at this. We got Don Burr in the house. What's up, man? Appreciate you, buddy. Don Burr's been stopping by for a few years now. Ever since we played in week one and the resident Lions fan says Detroit versus everybody. We come in. I appreciate you. And good luck to you guys, man. I really do. Now, and see, now you start bringing this golf going to work you. Let's just be honest. Baby Jaff, baby giraffe golf 
we've got history with him, and it's never gone well. The last time he threw a touchdown pass against us in the Rams was to Javon Kinlaw. Uh, so I'm just going to say, what's up, Tib? There he is. Dodd Burr, glad that you are here, my friend. I hope that you have a great experience. Happy for you, man. Really am. Tim says, hit that like button. Subscribe. Support the show. Thank you, Tim. Big fan. Big fan. Um, this this is fun, man. I, I like the trash talk. I like all this stuff. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Now, let's talk NFC Championship history. I've waited too long. I got a little off task. It's a problem. The 49ers have made 19 NFC Championship game appearance. This will be their 19, so they've done 18. Listen to this broken down per coach. This is fun because we've got such a wonderful history. We're the faithful. We're different. Listen to this. Dick Nolan, he made it in 1970 and 1971, back-to-back years. Awesome. Walsh, he made it four times. 81, 83, 84, 88. He did it back-to-back times. Seifert came in, and I really wish Seifert got more love from the NFL and from 49ers fans. All-time winning as coach we've had. Made the most NFC championships. He was the defensive coordinator, and I don't feel like he ever gets credit. He was the coordinator that changed the defense and Ronnie Lott and all that stuff, and he was there for all of our Super Bowl wins, every single one of them. He doesn't get credit for it. It's weird. I, I don't understand that. I really do believe Seifert needs to be in the Hall of Fame, but it doesn't seem like it's even close. But he made it the NFC Championship 89-90, back-to-back years, 92-93-94, five times, back-to-back, and then three-peated. It's incredible. Mariucci made it once in 97. Harbaugh made it in three consecutive years, 2011, 2012, 2013. What an awesome run. And now you got Kyle Shanahan, 2019, 21, 22-23. He's done it three consecutive years. Now, our record in the championship games, we're 7-11. and 11. We do have a losing record there. That's not good. But, man, the fact that we have been in the NFC Championship more games than anybody in the history of the NFL, AFC or NFC, that's incredible. And I think that, you know, I get in arguments with a lot of old hats, especially Cowboys fans, because they have to discredit playoff wins. They have to discredit championship game appearances because they don't have those. And so a comment that I get a lot of times, I've talked about this in the past. Well, if you don't win the ring, it doesn't mean anything. I completely disagree with that. What's up, Snoopy? How you doing, man? If you don't think playoff games matter, then don't watch the championship game. You shouldn't even watch. If it's ring or nothing for you, turn the TV off because this game doesn't matter. It's just an exhibition. It's just an NFC championship. It doesn't matter. If you don't win the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. Might as well lose it all. If that's the case, talk to a freaking Lions fan because the Lions fans are so excited because they're a part of something late in the season, and they've never been a part of it before. And that matters. It does. And since we've had Kyle show up, oh, gosh, he's been awesome. Kyle has seven playoff wins in five years so far. That's crazy. Um, Shout out to Akash. He's he's one of the best Twitter followers out there. He's going to tie his dad. Mike Shanahan, if he wins this game with eight career playoff wins, that's all Mike Shanahan has. Now, he's got Super Bowls to back it up, and he was a coordinator forever, much longer than his son was. But, man, listen to Kyle Shanahan now has more playoff wins. Listen to these head coaches. 
than George Hallis, than Mike Ditka, than Dick Vermeil. He has more playoff wins than Bruce Arians, Marty Schottenheimer, John Gruden, Brian Billick, Jim Harbaugh. That's a damn good list of coaches. What Kyle has done in freaking five years, guys, took, took two years to build it, and then just went ham and has four out of five NFC championships in a row. That's a trip. That's an absolute trip. Bill Walsh never did that. Never did that. Now, Bill Walsh won some more rings, and I, they're going to come. Championships are going to come. But, man, oh, it's just this is awesome what this team has done. And it, it all goes to the top, you know, and, and I freaking love this. Don, what's up, man? He says, one Detroit lineman out, not two. Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow are both good. Okay, there we go. That's good. That's good to know. We'll, we'll pay attention to all the practice reports as we always do throughout this week and probably more so uh, th than amazing, but uh, than normal just because th this is amazing. This is the NFC Championship. Snoopy says, yep, they're not a real fan then. No need to address them type of cats, JC. I, I struggle with it because I get that conversation a lot. And, you know, I always get those you, you know, YouTube comments or Twitter comments like, oh, you didn't win a ring. It's not worth anything. And I'm just like, golly, like, that's a terrible way to live your life. Imagine saying that to a Lions fan. Like, seasons, like, what, what Barry Sanders did matters, right? Like, that's huge. That changed the culture of a city. It matters. He never won a championship, never even made it to a Super Bowl. But it matters. What, what Megatron did matters. Like, you can't discount all those things. Ugh, I, I don't know, man. Um, Sean, I like this. I appreciate Lions fans' enthusiasm. I don't hate y'all at all. No, I love Lions fans. I respect so much. They've been through a lot. Different from the last two-year fan base. Yeah, the Rams and the Eagles, good Lord. Two definition of classless fan bases. There's great Eagles fans. My two best friends are Eagles fans. But you look at them like together, uh, and, and you can talk trash without being those guys. Like, it's okay to be confident in your team. That doesn't make you rude or whatever else. That's cool. That's fun. You can do that and still have fun. Don't be those other... Uh, yeah, we, we have a lesson in how not to behave. It, it, that's Rams and Eagles fans. You throw in Seattle too, but they're new to this fan base thing. It's it's not their... They're not used to it, right? It's just a new thing. Uh, right here, Ed. Can't express how incredible being in this there is. Yeah, Man, I was there at the stadium. And that feeling afterwards, during the game, even though the game was going bad, like you can't just say that's not worth anything. Ah, man, I love it. Now, let's change to some Brock talk, baby. Um, I, I really think, you know, going back through the film, Brock actually played a lot better in the first half than I thought. I didn't like the play calling. I hated all the empty set. I hated giving away from the run game. Didn't like, didn't like, didn't like. But man, I really think. Brock played a relatively good game, a uh, relatively clean game. He didn't turn the ball over. Now, he did <laughs> pepper uh, safety in between the numbers on, like, this very first pass attempt. But, hey, man, that's just part of the way that it goes. And, you know, Kyle, he even talked about it, you know, like how he thought – uh, Purdy played, and that's the thing. You protect the ball, you win the game. Here you go. I mean, there's D linemen you got to throw over and stuff. Sometimes a guy hooks up in a zone, and you think they're going to move, and you can't see him, so it just gets off fingertips. Um, I think that they're down that he, him and Ray Ray, you know, we had a swirl route. Ray Ray beat the guy hard at the beginning of the line, and 
I don't know if he thought he should put his hand up going to the corner, but he was rocked, brought through a swirl. So there's a couple things in that that I think he went to an off schedule and brought through it in rhythm. So um, those things showed up without a doubt. But um, I also like some of the plays that the guys made. I mean, being able to drop it in over there, over that mic to Jawan on that, I think it was a big third down. Um, you know, the second and six, it was a big one that we were trying to go deep and they were too deep and we checked it down to George and who made a bunch of big plays in this game, but um, th- he took his eyes off it, tried to get up the field too fast to move the chains and dropped one, which leads you to third and six. And they had real tight coverage on B.A. and Brock threw a perfect low ball away that's really tough to catch and B.A. went down and got it. So, um, no, by no means was it perfect. Uh, I was very frustrated, but also extremely proud and um, really pumped that we get to play another week. And so, yeah, you, you look at what Brock did. It was a good game. Was it the best game or was it amazing or anything like that? No, that's not what I'm trying to say. But, like, you look at the efficiency numbers, like, the dude's freaking balling, period. That's all there is to it. Like, here, I'll put this up and shout out to uh, Lombardi who posted this on his Twitter. Um, like, look, here, here's the thing. This is quarterback efficiency rankings. This is a chart. The higher up vertically you go on the chart, that's your EPA, right? So how efficient you are. The further right you go on the chart is your completion percentage above expected, CPOE. So this is every single week, every single game this year, including wild card and divisional round. Brock Purdy's still in a tier by himself, by himself. There's nobody close. He's the highest quarterback up EPA by a mile. He is the furthest to the right in completion percentage over expected. There's one quarterback that is higher than him, and that is Russell Wilson of all people. Now, this is collected the whole year. And if you want to find Jared Goff, he's closer to the average. Now, he's above average in both, but he's closer to the mean. He's below Jared Love, but he's to the right of Trevor Lawrence. Like, like he's been efficient. Brock has been Brock. Now, if you want to talk about this game and be like, well, Brock had a terrible game. All right, cool. He had an 86.7% quarterback passer rating or 86.7 passer rating. Now I understand quarterback passer rating is not the end all be all in measuring a quarterback's performance. I understand that it's not, but it's pretty damn good. It's it's one of the best ones that's come out yet. Okay. And so like you can pick whatever metric you want. He had 86.7. Now right here, Ed Brock's numbers were better than Jordan loves. He's a dog. Brock's a killer. The media downplays it, and you're exactly right. You look at the numbers. Jordan Love had a 72.4. He had two turnovers. Jordan Love was better until he threw the two picks, and he was way worse. Steve Wilkes confused the kid repeatedly. Steve Wilkes shut him down. Zero points in the fourth quarter. You're not going to win a close game in the playoffs like that. Trust me. Ask Jimmy Garoppolo. Not, not that Jimmy G deserves to be taking shots here, but... That Jordan Love experience was a classic Jimmy G tell. It's pretty clean and efficient through three quarters, and then it just goes to crap. Turns the ball over, doesn't generate points in the fourth. We've been through that. We've been through that. Now, let's go, let's go nostalgic. Why not? Brock Purdy's playoff rating. One, he's never thrown an interception in the playoffs ever. He's three and one. He's won. All three games that he started and finished, the only game that he lost, he played one series in and then was out with the elbow against the Eagles. Here's what's crazy. 
Okay, Patrick Mahomes is great, and everybody's got to bend over backwards to worship him and all that stuff. You know, Tony Romo going all out just to make sure he gets all the praise in the world, and rightfully so. Patrick Mahomes is amazing. He's the best quarterback in football. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. The Super Bowls, the MVPs, he's already got them. Patrick Mahomes has four career playoff games with a lower quarterback rating than Brock did this week. Four. Four. Joe Montana. The best. The best. He had eight career playoff games with a lower quarterback rating than Brock Purdy had this week. And then somebody's be like, yeah, but what about Tom Brady? Tom Brady had 22 playoff games. 22. Tom Brady played a lot of playoff games. 22 of his playoff games were below an 86.7 quarterback efficiency. 22. Now, I am curious. Let me look up. I don't know how many games he had in the postseason, but I, I, I want to look this up because 22 games out of 48. It's almost half of his games, Tom Brady's games, were what Brock Purdy did. Worse than what Brock Purdy did. Like, I just don't understand why people hate this kid so much and will not give him any flowers. And it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Did he have a great game? No, but he did cost his team. He delivered in big moments. He gave the freaking fourth quarter comeback in terrible weather and the rain that we all been waiting for. And people are still just like, hmm. I, I, I don't know, man. Now, other people, they're all saying, like, well, he just dink and dunks and all that stuff. Okay, well, let's let's count. Let's count. How many passes were behind the line of scrimmage? There's two different metrics here. I'll go through both of them. How many quarterbacks or passes in a game was the ball delivered behind the line of scrimmage? Okay? This is out of all eight quarterbacks in the divisional round. Lamar Jackson had the best at two. Okay? He had the fewest. I'll leave Brock's numbers out, and I'll tell you where he fits it at the end. Mahomes had five behind the line of scrimmage. Baker had five behind the line of scrimmage. Okay, then we go on. Goff had seven behind the line of scrimmage. C.J. Stroud had eight. Jordan Love had ten passes behind the line of scrimmage. And Josh Allen, the bell of the ball that everybody wants to talk about, how great he is and that arm strength and all that stuff, 13 passes behind the damn line of scrimmage. 13. How many did Brock Purdy have? Four. Four. Lamar's the only one that had fewer passes behind the line of scrimmage. Now somebody said, yeah, but what about the screen routes? All right, cool. Let's play this game. Lamar threw zero screens. Lamar's dealing this year, man. I ain't going to lie. Goff three screens. Baker four. Jordan Love six. Mahomes six. Josh Allen ten. Brock Purdy? Five. I... I, I I don't know, man. It's it just, <laughs> it's just weird. It's just weird. I don't understand. Yeah, right here. Uh, Ginger Nider says Brock Purdy had the highest yards per attempt all season. Doesn't matter because that's factual and you can prove it. People just want to think Brock Purdy is this or that. It makes no sense. Did you know that Brock Purdy completed two more deep passes than Josh Allen did in the divisional round? Over 20-yard air yards, Brock Purdy completed two. Guess how many Josh Allen completed? Zero. Now, that one pass to Stefan Diggs, that was perfect. But, like, come on, man. Like, like I, I, I just don't understand. 
it's hard to find a way to grasp where the hell they're getting this stuff. And I get it. It doesn't fit a narrative. He's the last pick of the draft. People don't like San Francisco because they beat all their teams. I totally understand that. But, like, come on, man. Y'all just still go. Let's just, come on. Keep it coming. I love the criticism. Keep making fun of Brock Purdy. That dude, he's going to do his thing, man. He's going to do his thing. And I I just, ah. We look at the 49ers' history. You look at what Brock Purdy's done in the short term. Ah, man. Yeah, right here. The deep pass to Kittle was a dime. Sprints out, rolls out, throws it, fading away. Right on the freaking money. Just great. You talk about the throw to Jawan Jennings. Ha! Oh, golly, that throw was just... That was just a whole nother thing, man. And he's doing it with backups. He's doing it with backups. Jawan Jennings isn't even supposed to be out there on that route. That's supposed to be a Debo play. Ugh. Finding a way to come back. All that stuff. And right here, let's listen to Brock. We'll give all shucks the chance to talk. You know, earlier this year, we had games like Cleveland and Minnesota and Cincinnati at one point. Like, you know, you're down and you got to find a way. It's fourth quarter. It's the NFL. Um, and then obviously we're in the postseason now. So we were all like, all right, this is it. And, you know, this is our season. And so um, for us to capitalize like that was huge for all of us. And then obviously for myself as a quarterback, like it's good for confidence and all that. But um, we have too many good players, man, on this team. So many players that are difference makers, and we got a great defense. And so, for us to not find a way, um, just wasn't—it's not right. So, um, for us to finally have a game like this and, and pull through at the end was was huge for all of us. So, and that's it. You know, you find ways to win games, and I don't think that this game's going to have that same feel—not because of the Lions, just because of the matchups. The matchups. And, you know, I, I play this clip all the time. And I think that the 49ers missed last week. The, the matchup was running the ball against that terrible Green Bay defensive line in front six. And Kyle just said, nope, not going to do that. But this league is all about, you know, each week is matchups and different things. So it's about matchups. What's the matchup this week? Detroit Lions can't stop the pass. They can't. They get shredded. They get shredded. So even if Kyle runs the ball this week, I'd be very, very happy. If you told me the 49ers run the ball 35 times, I would be so elated. But if you also told me Brock Purdy's going to go set another season-long high in pass attempts, even though it's raining, even though Debo's out, even though you're playing, like, I just still, I'll never understand that. That's okay. But even if you tell me, you know, Brock Purdy's going to go out there and throw the ball 40 times again, golly, I'm okay with that. This week I am because of the matchup. Because of the matchup. Now, Couple things. Uh, no events this weekend. We were planning on having an event. 49ers asked us to cancel. So I'm hands off on that one. Not trying to ruffle feathers. That's not what we're doing. Um, we are planning huge Super Bowl moves, though. So 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We are planning. They're not up yet. Uh, we have to wait because I can't put in the deposits till after this game and all that stuff. We are going to be having a night before party with a player or possibly two players. Meet and greet autographs. 49ers legends coming out in Vegas on the strip. And then we're also going to be having a watch party during the game. So for those of you that can't pay the Super Bowl ticket prices, but you want to party with the Niners and have a great watch party in Vegas, in the experience, in the atmosphere, we got you. That's going to be coming up. And also, shout out to Detroit. We're going to be supporting your economy as well because they're hosting the draft this year. Guess what? Niners got picks. We got a first rounder, second rounder, two third rounders. We got four, fifth. We got them all. We got 11 picks in the draft coming up. 
we will be hosting a 49ers event not once but two days in the city of Detroit. It's going to be an absolute party. We're going to, we're going to have current players coming out. Uh, it's hard to get current players when they're in season, but the draft season we can. Last time we had Fred Warner and Elijah Mitchell out. Uh, we're working the phones and trying to get some of those things. But So just understand, in April, whenever it's time for the draft, hopefully you come out and party with us, have a great time celebrating with Niners and all that stuff. But, you know, be in the moment. This is awesome. I'm so pumped. Talk your trash. Don't let people tell you you should be humble or any of that stuff. No. We have been to 19 NFC championships. We are not humble. That's not who we are as fans. Fan is short for fanatic. Be a fanatic. Be crazy. Why? Because you deserve this. This isn't your first rodeo. It's their first rodeo. It's their first rodeo. They've been to two NFC championships. We've been to 19. Handle your business. Ah, I love it. As always, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.